Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. Episode 269 of The Sausage Factory. Thanks for listening. In this episode, I talk to Andrea Roberts of Wonderbelly Games about a puzzle action-adventure game, Round Guard. At least I think it's very safe to call it that. Although, when you describe it, you'll go, wait, what? Trust me, it's awesome. Just bear with us. So yes, take it away, Chris from the past. Andrea. (laughs) Hi. Who are you and what do Uh, you do? uh, So I'm Andrea Roberts. Uh, I'm a game designer and artist from Wonderbelly Games. Um, So I have been working on uh, the game Round Guard, which we just released today. Uh, It's it's a a bouncy dungeon crawler, um, basically Peggle meets a roguelike. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with that. Um, yeah. Right. So we jumped ahead a little bit. We'll come back yeah, to that sorry. later. It's all right. Happens a lot on this show. You know, <laughs> there's this prescience uh, as regards many guests. It's almost as if they're leaning over my shoulder. Going, oh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, but yes, and we have just described Brown Guard, the main sort of um, uh, the feature title we're going to talk about in the second half of the show. And yes, it's exactly how it's described. And yes, Sounds like a very bad idea, but it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. I don't, just put, put put the pitchforks down. Put them down. You and the torch. Put it. Put it down. Right. Now, second question. Then, how did you make your start making video games? Yeah. Um. Well. So I. I started. Ooh, um. Was it almost fifteen years ago? Um. I started at Nintendo as a tester, um, but then I quickly moved over to Microsoft. I was in the narrative design team, uh, worked on a bunch of different games, um, Fable 3 being one of the my favorites that I worked on. I helped out um, with the team at Lionhead on several Fable games, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I bounced around at Microsoft and did a handful of different things there. I... I um, did some game design, some production work, some uh, a lot of UX design um, in my last couple of years there. Um, yeah, and then uh, about four years ago, I left Microsoft and started Wonderbelly Games. And lo, Roundguard is with us. It's quite, <laughs> quite a story history there, and uh, starting a Nintendo and uh, as a tester, and then moved off to uh, Microsoft. Yeah, that's the, they've. Um, They've had peaks and troughs, if I may say. <laughs> yeah. If I may say. So I no offense if you found that, you know, you you know, could defend like, oh no, what do you mean <laughs> troughs? What troughs? You know. But um no. Uh Fable, uh, I love the first one. Uh um full of very very, very British humour. Um, so how do you I was cope? actually I was a fangirl. I bought um my Xbox to play Fable. Wow. Uh, so yeah. So, in order to do the narrative, then did you have to watch oh, the Black Adder over and over again? Or something? <laughs> well, yeah. Luckily, I'd been raised on a lot of Monty Python. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I watch a lot of a lot of BBC shows over here. So yeah, uh, it's yeah. that it's that delivery, isn't it? That dry sort of here it comes, <laughs> here it comes. Uh, any minute that there it is, <laughs> and it's usually followed by a look. <laughs> you know, there it is. There's the line, 
and, and but yeah um uh, you did a fantastic job with with the fable games uh, they are wonderful uh, but uh, yeah. to to move on to that to to this very i mean oh, now i see it because it's, it's one thing also about uh, about round guard is it's really funny everyone <laughs> thank you it's uh, this there's, there's no mean feat to make a video game funny <laughs> um, I mean, not every game can be the Stanley Parable, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the, the, the pinnacle, if, if we agree. Oh, yeah. No offence, but it's just like, yeah. <laughs> that's like up there <laughs> with Python and Life of Brian. I personally find Life of Brian slightly funny in the Holy Grail, but only slightly. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's great. So next, here's the infamous third question. That all listeners know, mm. have me squirming over. But here we go. Ready? As okay. uh, as uh, creators of things, that is Wonder Belly Games. What do you believe are your biggest influences? Hmm, that is a hard one. Well, ooh, um, so I'd say that if we were going to talk about my life prior to Wonderbelly games. Um, you know, I've been, I've been a gamer my whole life. I grew up with my, like every Nintendo console and, um, you know, that it, it's always been a big part of, of who I was. Um, but when I left Microsoft, uh, it was because I had, um, a daughter, my first, my first kid. And, um, I've been, I mean, it wasn't just that I was ready to move on. I'd been at Microsoft for about a decade at that point and I wanted to do something new. Um, but it was a good time for me to find something new. And, um, and I think that being a parent has influenced, uh, what I wanted out of Wonderbelly games and what I wanted out of Round Guard in a lot of ways that I, I really wouldn't have expected prior to having a kid and I mean hopefully like I it's not a game just for parents or anything like that but um I mean I think it's it's come through in a way that uh hopefully makes it appealing to a lot of folks um but yeah I think that for me being a parent like I just I didn't have the time anymore to really um sit down with these like epic 40 60 hour long RPGs and the like intense strategy game sessions that I used to love and uh and I just I missed that depth and strategy but I I needed something that I could really be able to dive into if I just had a half an hour an hour whatever at night something that was relaxing that I could wind down with and you know uh come back to in two weeks and not really have lost anything um, but, but yeah, but like still scratch that itch for, uh, all the things I really love in RPGs and, um, and strategy games. Yes. Because you don't have to spend, you know, 40 hours to get that purple, um, I was about to say something rude then, but purple sword, <laughs> sword, mm-hmm. I was going to say a uh, headgear, but no, no, Chris, that's a very bad idea. So sword, <laughs> there you go. I don't know why it just came to my head. Um, but yeah, you don't have to spend, you know, out of 20 hours on a raid or something or trying to get 24 other people together on a, on a raid on a Sunday night trying to get this thing. No, you don't have to do that. You just have to basically click a mouse button just at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's one of the things I, I, I found myself really drawn to roguelikes, um, you know, at, at that time because of that, um, you know, like a lot of people associate roguelikes with being really punishing hardcore games and, uh, and obviously they can be. Um, but I also think there's something really like relaxing, kind of comforting to the knowledge that it's like for most of them, a full run is going to be like an hour, maybe two hours long. Uh, and I'll probably die before then. And I don't know, there's this like mix of, the like the challenge, the surprise, but the like comforting repetition that 
just was really clicking for me. Um, I mean, if yeah. I may, for me, Round Guard reminds me a lot of, of Slade Aspire. There's, there's a lot of that yeah. going on in there. And they're, they're, they've been on the show, and uh, I saw them at uh, six. Oh, oh. So, yeah. That's uh, a- oh, oh, really? That's awesome. Because yeah. uh, uh, we, we showed at six, um, I think, the same year that they did. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm annoyed. Now I'll punch him in the side. <laughs> so I was there as well. Of course I was. Because <laughs> I remember. <laughs> well, that's you know, great. Yeah. I, I, the, the Slayer Spire guys are, um, they're friends and definitely a big influence on us. I, um, when we first started with Round Guard, like, I think it was like two months after we had first started with the idea, we got our first prototype together and Seattle Indies is, um, this group around Seattle that is really supportive um, and wonderful with all of the uh, indie developers in the area. They have a lot of events, but one thing they do is this regular show and tell every three months where any developer can show up with anything from like the barest prototype to something they're about to ship um, and just show it off and, you know, mostly share with other developers, but some people from the public can walk in give you feedback and look at it. And so we were there with our, our very first bare bones prototype. And, um, that was, I think like about six months before Slay the Spire launched into early access. So we hadn't heard about it yet. And, um, but we played it there and like all three of us, we all, each one had gone over to their booth and played for a minute and then come back to find the other one and be like, Oh my God, you have to check out this game. It's, it's really good. So yeah, and uh, they, were, they were very yeah. modest about it. Like, I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> I think it's a bit, yeah, because they they were kept on saying it's not balanced, it's so not balanced, and it, and it wasn't. <laughs> you and I, it was, it wasn't. But then again, how can you possibly balance a a card game like that in that sort of space of time? And, well, they put uh, a lot of thought into it. I, I'm always impressed talking to them about how they think about balance. No egos. <laughs> Just, they got nothing. Like, oh, this is all right. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So, yeah, good. Well, it's great, great, uh, great, great response to that one. Um, hmm. Next question. This one is also a bit of a toughie. These questions do get more difficult as the game as the <laughs> as the show goes on. Uh, so, just like the deeper didn't. we go into the dungeon, indeed. Uh, so, here we go. Ready? Right. What developer do you most admire in the industry, and why? Oh no. Okay. Mm. Okay, there are, there are a few folks who come to mind. Um, I would say, I mean, oh, there's so many people as I start thinking about it, but I'm going to go with my first three that just popped into my head. Um, so I, I really, I really admire Tanya Short and what they've been doing with Kit Fox. Um, Ryan Clark and Brace Yourself Games and, uh, you know, Dan Cook with Spry Fox. I, you know, I've talked with all of them. I looked up to them before getting to meet them. And I really loved how their companies have always, I think, had a real heart to them. Um, and, but that they have always approached it in a way that seemed really smart and um and like well researched and thoughtful um because trying to run a studio trying to be an indie developer it's it's a scary thing to do and it's frankly kind of an irresponsible thing to do and um and trying to figure out you know trying to learn how to read the tea leaves and make it something that uh feels like a an actual career is is really um, a huge challenge, and I I love that those folks have really put a lot of time into sharing back with the community to try and help explain like how they got to where they got and how they think about it, and then I think the way they treat their audience is really um, inspiring. And yeah. for the benefit of the audience, what have they sort of? Um, what titles can you give us highlight that they've made? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So like uh, Kit Fox game, um, games, they've been 
they're working on Boyfriend Dungeon right now. They've got like a whole roster of things. Mm. They just picked up Dwarf Fortress, which is awesome. Yeah, um, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm super excited for that. They're going to do the, um, you know, Dwarf Fortress with with graphics, which is rather than ASCII. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's that's very exciting for me. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so they've had a ton of great things. Um, Brace Yourself Games um, did um, Crypto the Necrodancer, mm-hmm. which is also very influential to us. Um, but um, uh, and they they recently did the um, Zelda version of that. Yes, that was a, that was a yeah. surprise, isn't it? Like, yeah, okay. Nintendo, like there you go, it's one of my most precious IPs. Oh, there you go. What? Yeah. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry, is this is a fever dream. No. I, I was so excited when I saw that. <laughs> um Yeah, and then Spyfox has done a bunch of different stuff. Like they started in um in mobile and they've done like a bunch of puzzle games. Um but I don't know, they really experimented on a lot of different things. Um I don't know. One of my favorite more recent titles from them is Alpha Bears. It's just like a really great word game. Um, but um, they've, yeah, I, they've done everything from like some very cool competitive MMO type um, games to to these like really relaxing puzzle games. So, yeah, all, all people worth checking out. Yeah, I need to get one to show. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I, had them. I know. Maybe it could help. Okay, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll chat afterwards. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, last question in the first half. See, look, you're almost there. <laughs> um, this one, as regular listeners will know, I'm legally obliged to ask it because it's a podcast about video games. So I'm asking, what are you playing right now? Oh, man. Um, so we we just talked about Slay the Spire, and I just finally got the time to play through the watcher which was the new class they released i don't know a couple months ago um to be honest so so today is launch day um and the last few months have been a bit of a grind over here (laughs) so between understand it's a hard question to ask but it's nice to get that palette cleansed if you want a better phrase you know i've had all sorts of responses to this The, the the most surprising was oh fifa what? <laughs> it's like this, this, this chat was grand strategy game. Oh yeah, I'm playing FIFA. Okay, fine. But uh, no, Slay the Spire. I, I am. Yeah. I, I am think... so looking forward to like next week after yes. after my inbox is has slowed down and it can take a little break. That I'm going to open up my Steam library. I'm going to open up my Apple Arcade. Like there's so many games I have my on my list right now to play. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, Orion the Blind Forest, with the Wisp. I think. Oh yeah. Just come out this week, so yeah, and that's on Game Pass. So what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Biggest bargain ever. Uh, although we don't get it permanently, of course, it's just nice to have access to it now as it's released. It's lovely, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was expecting you to say Animal Crossing because most people. Oh my, no, that's definitely so. That is high on my list. I have <laughs> I have it pre-ordered, and really, I mean, to bring my daughter back up again so she's yeah. four now All right, and there you go. it's gonna be perfect like I've been so excited oh my god I can't believe I actually so here I am saying that I haven't played games but um actually for the last uh couple of months yeah. um she's finally gotten interested in watching games and we played a ton of Breath of the Wild which right. it's been a while but I didn't get to play it really so much when it first came out so like we we'd only started it and 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 left it at the time um but she got obsessed with it it was it was very much the like uh take care of horses and cook food game to her um but but yeah like we 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 beat um finally beat Ganon a couple weeks ago and as soon as the credits rolled she was like I want to play that game again someday (laughs) Yeah, it's. Uh, um, have you seen the um, videos people are releasing because they're they're getting the guardians, mm-hmm. and uh, they're doing. Um, how can I put it? They're doing like um, volleys with them. They're lifting them up <laughs> in the air and just, uh-huh. just catapulting them across the sky because they, uh-huh. they've got all these special abilities that allow them. They've souped themselves up to the point where they're almost you know uh, immortal, and they're just 
chucking them in the air and people just mm-hmm. saying uh, Breath of the Wild players are just out of control now. It's, it's just out of control. <laughs> yeah, but to, to, to break the game like that, it's just, oh, yeah. Who, who saw that coming? No one did. No one saw Breath of the Wild being so, so different yet so Zelda-like. Weird. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Zelda has always been one of my, like, core at-heart franchises um, right. as a reference point. And Breath of the Wild was so different and broke it that the formula in so many ways, it was so delightful to like, to realize um, that Zelda could be, could be taken there. And yeah. It's, it's both jarring and yet welcoming. Yeah, it's just so strange. And yeah. as regards to Animal Crossing, I got to play it at PAX East. <gasps> I'm jealous. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, they did this sort of because uh, I didn't do the media thing. I never, never cut clue, uh, lines, uh, packs ever, ever. <laughs> the packs is not about us. It's about <laughs> you know the people who are playing it. So even when I'm offered it, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. It's not right, you know. Anyway, but no, I managed to get on because they had this warp pipe thing. You know, it, you had a thirty second window every day to actually get on, and I got on, I got on to the <laughs> line. And it's the last game I played at PAX East. I'm happy to say. And uh, yeah, good. My only quibble is that you know Nook is still money laundering, tax dodging <laughs> nightmare of a creature, uh-huh. and his spawn. Don't forget his spawn. Who very, you know, they come over to your house and go, "Nice house you got there." Shamed for anything to happen to it. <laughs> is, Nook is a terrible, terrible raccoon. It deserves our ire, you know. But um, yeah, I've got a picture of my phone. It's got um, Tom Nook is a tax dodging, laundering <laughs> <laughs> nightmare of a raccoon, and he's he's sorting. But uh, yeah, anyway, all looking forward to it next week. Well, at the time, well, by the time you listen to the show, it's out. So hey, uh, listen to the show whilst being terrorised by by Nook <laughs> and his cronies. So good, good luck with that. That's my that's my narrative with um, Animal Crossing. Apologies for spoiling for anyone. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the first half. Um, we're now going to go into the second half, where we delve deep into Roundguard. opportunity the floor to describe for us in your own words what is round guard okay okay um so like i said real the real shortcut version is it's peggle plus a dungeon crawler um but what that means is um so instead of a ball you're shooting your hero to bounce around a dungeon um just like all good dungeon crawlers, you have to you have to kill the monsters, you have to balance your resources, your you know your health, your mana. You pick up skills, you pick up weapon and armor. Um, you have lots of random encounters and quests that you have to complete, um, and you try to survive your way all the way down to the bottom of the dungeon. But it is a roguelike. Uh, I'd like to think of it as a kind roguelike, but you will die and you'll start over. Um, and hopefully you'll see 
um, all the different things we do in our big procedural dungeon, um, all the different ways the enemies can interact, the different build um, combos that can come together with our different classes, which each have their own special skills and weapon and armor and all of that. Um, yeah. Oh, and of course, there are leaderboards. And so once you make it down to the bottom and you're good at surviving, then you have to go back and try to get the high score. Rinse and repeat. That's this right. Our parent show would know only so well. <laughs> parent show and also we can. Well, I'm sure Leon will inform me what what we meant to call Cana Rinse. Uh, Leon's the founder, one of the founders of Cana Rinse. Make reference to him. Um, but uh, yeah, good description. Do like the fact that you've got different classes and different abilities and. There's, I think it, you do round guard a disservice by even hinting that, oh, yeah, it's this Peggle with, with added... No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> the only Peggle element of it, if I may, and we're going to talk mm -hmm. about this in my first question, is you shoot yourself across the screen and bounce around. That's it. Everything else, <laughs> that ain't Peggle. So here we go, which is in a good way. <laughs> Please don't think that. Here we go, first question. Yes. And the thing that sort of struck me when I first played the game... Last year, in August of uh, 2019, feels like a thousand years ago, but uh, level six, <laughs> I've always loved level six at PAX West, it's my favourite place, because <laughs> you've got a lovely board game shop at the end. <laughs> and, oh and yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's dangerous. <laughs> it's expensive and dangerous. I can only stop myself because I've only got so much space in my luggage. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I got, popped over to you on a combo bit you were at, but I found you anyway. And um, I noticed there's a special move. Mm -hmm. So when you fire yourself with the catapult across the level, um, you can actually invoke a, a special move. You can do, you can, the basic one is you swing the sword around and then other things you can do stuff. I don't want to spoil it. I mean, it's a bit weird <laughs> to spoil round guard, but I don't know. so in round guard, there is a special move. I just want to know. Was it, and I wanted to ask you at the time, but I was a bit hesitant because it seems a bit off, but was it was it inspired by the the slow-mo camera from Peggle? Um, so uh, you mean the fact that our skills, or at least several of the skills, trigger slow-mo, or? No, in that, in Peggle, it's a lot of frustrating, because <laughs> once you fire that gun, that's it, you, you just got to watch. Yeah. You have no control mm -hmm. over what's going to happen, right? Yeah. And then when you get to last last pip, it goes mm -hmm. to slow mo. The camera zooms mm -hmm. in, and if it hits, yeah. it, you get you know, ode to joy, and mm -hmm. which deservedly you do need joy when you when some of those levels were quite tough, <laughs> um, and that's fine. But you couldn't do anything. You couldn't yeah. do once you fired that thing. You can do anything. And what I found it most frustrating is when it went slow mo, like just over, just, just a little bit over. I can't. I can't nudge it. Mm. Just, uh, yeah. mm. Where, I mean, there, there are special abilities that allow you to do that when some of the characters have special abilities to, yeah. to, to, to alter the curve. But I just yeah. wanted to know, was that was that where the yeah. special abilities came from? Or was it from another place? I, okay, okay. I, yeah, I get you. Um, I mean, uh, I totally understand that feeling. Um, to be honest, the the abilities really came from... I mean, the idea came to together pretty quickly, and it it came from literally those two words of just saying uh, we were like we were brainstorming a bunch of ideas. Um, we knew we really wanted to play with physics. We'd had a lot of fun with physics in the past, and um, it seemed like a a good place to dig in. So we were we were just pulling together a bunch of just one pager ideas, and um, and we kind of got stuck for a minute and. Uh, and so I like to often do mashups of games or mechanics ideas around me, um, to get myself out of a, 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 a little bit of a funk. And, and yeah, so I just said the word Peggle RPG and we were instantly like, we filled the whole page of ideas. And I think that knowing, you know, as soon as we said RPG, it meant, okay, there's going to be classes. We're definitely going to do we're going to do the warrior, the rogue and the, the wizard, because you got to do the classic trifecta. And 
as we started talking about, like, how would you express those characters? You know, we wanted each class to feel different, um, not to just have it be a skin. Um, and so, uh, so skills were super important to that immediately. Um, and we, early on, we did play with a couple of skill ideas that were tr things that you could trigger in the ballista or things that were more passives. Um, but they, they didn't feel good. Uh, but a lot of those skills that we have now were some of the first ideas that, um, that we started talking about. And, and really the first prototype we put together was, I, I'm a little, I'm scared now to, to I'm like, I'm going to spoil something. I want to say double jump, um, <laughs> that, uh, the, you know, the rogue, she like, she's a, her class is all about control um and uh and precision and um so one of the first moves that we thought about for the rogue was the double jump where um you can use your skill to uh slow down time for a second and redirect the ball which is a huge game changer to anything like peggle uh and as we started talking about that idea we were excited but we were immediately like, is that going to screw up everything that's good about Peggle? Because it's so very, very different. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the the first thing we prototyped was getting our physics up and rolling and then trying um, trying to have double jump, trying a couple of actions like that. And really, I mean, it just felt so good from the, from the beginning um, that it, it that's what propelled us forward to, to keep making the game for me, for me. I just love the fact that it's not all over when, when you fire that gun. It's not. <clears throat> That's only part of the story. And yeah. whereas in Peggle, it's like, yeah, here you go. Let's, let's see how this goes. Oh, look. I don't know you pulled that one off. But <laughs> it's, like, but it, it's just so press, you know, not uh -huh. too much praying, because when you get better at it, you know you can project where the ball's going to go sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. You know, um, the best pool players know how to do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But really, it's uh, it's just lovely to be able to be engaged throughout the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas yeah, I... Peggle is on, off, on, off. It's on all the time with Round mm -hmm. Guard. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about it. Yeah, I, I, like to, I like to think about a Round Guard turn in these sort of like these two phases where there's before you shoot, there's all this strategy that can go into it. You know, you think about where the ball's going to bounce. You can think about um, what resources you have available to you at the moment, your um, your different weapons and armor and trinkets that you might be picking up uh, all along the way you can have certain passives that, uh, you know, if you create some certain chain of effects, like you'll, you'll get bonuses. Um, uh, and so you can try to plan those things out but then once you fire it's it flips to this like to the improvisation phase and now you have to deal with what you started <laughs> and and maybe it didn't go the way you expected or maybe you had a really solid plan and you try to pull it off um but yeah those skills are critical to that yeah, feeling of being able to react dexterity everyone Ground guard has dexterity, sort of like you know. Mm -hmm. When I see when I say dexterity, I mean you know reaction. You have to, you, there's 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 strategy and tactics so much, but eventually you have to fire him. You have to fire that catapult eventually, and when <laughs> that happens, you're still not sitting back and waiting to unfold. You still got ways to interact in many ways. You're going to need to if you want to get those health potions. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, um. Second question, and I think I know why because we've already described it as a roguelite. But uh, why is your health and mana levels carried over from previous level? Why are they not mm -hmm. reset? Yeah, I know why, but you tell us what, what made <laughs> you do that decision. What made because that's a that's an excellent design decision because you could have reset it. You could have done that. You may have done it in the previous iterations. I do not know. <laughs> But why is it? Why is it? You know, you're half wounded. The default thing. You go, oh, I finished that level. I'm sort of wait. Why is my health still down? <laughs> why did you do that? Why? Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Um, so to be honest, like when we first first started, um, it wasn't uh, a roguelike. And it was more of a, like, uh, you clear a board and it was a, a contained, more handcrafted puzzle. And then you move on to the next. Um, and so that was, that was like in the first um, couple months, that's where we thought we were going. Uh, but for lots of reasons, things like uh, I'd sa I've said already, like, I really, I really love the feeling of roguelikes. And, um, and part of that uh, is that I really wanted that tension um, and, and like the replayability of, you know, I wanted you to feel like you were uh, having a good run or having a, you know, you're on the edge of your seat kind of run. Um, and, uh, and I wanted you to die sometimes <laughs> and start over and, um, and so like health, health, um, carrying over from board to board was, it was obviously a critical way for us to, to keep that difficulty, um, and really like it helped me as a designer balance that curve that I wanted you to, to have to fight against. There's, there's sort of a, like an inherent um, um, uh, loss that's built into the system. You know, I, I expect, I, I always throw enough monsters at you that uh, you should be, like if you're not playing intelligently, if you're not using your skills, if you're not thinking about your build at all, there is not enough health on the board to survive you will come at, out at a loss at the end of the board if you just hit all the monsters and even if you get all the health bots that are there. Um, and uh, and so I, like, I wanted that there to, to push you to have to think about your skills um, and, and to you know, be able to counterbalance that. Yeah, use it wisely. Yeah. It's, it's very clever. It's very clever. And I just want to talk about it because it's, it's very subtle how you've done that because you could have like gone the other way and just said, reset, reboard. But I love it when you, when you ding or level, dingy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the your level, your, your health does go up. That's nice. It's a, a little bit. What, yeah, a little bit. But it doesn't do a full refill. And I know that that's, you know, some people have been like, wow, you don't give me a full uh, refill when I level up. No. Um, but well, yeah. When I saw that, I thought yeah, it was your tribute to EverQuest. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that reference. Yeah, D leveling. <laughs> that's, that's a thing that no one mm -hmm. wants back. No one wants mm -hmm. that. No, that was a bad idea. But anyway, <laughs> that was 20 years ago. They didn't know any better. Third question. <laughs> um, there are tactics involved with Realm God, mm -hmm. as we've discussed earlier. But there's also an element of luck. We can't deny that, right? Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, there is some where you go, wow, I'm actually bounced around there. Now, now I'm right on top of them. I'll just slash away now. I wasn't going to do that then, but I'll do it now. I found that so often, so often. It's just so mm -hmm. funny. It's like, oh, I'm actually here. I didn't think I was going to be here. Okay, mm -hmm. I may as well just slash away then and uh, get rid of their head points while I'm passing. I've done that a lot. It's just really mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. Um... How do you feed this? How is this fed into the design of each level, if at all? This element yeah, uh, of luck. How much mm -hmm. is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's an interesting question. I really love talking about luck um, because I think it's so integral to the feeling of surprise. Um, and so... And using the word luck is is always funny in the context of round guard because um, there's nothing actually lucky. There's nothing random about the physics in our system. It if you you know when I crank up um, under the hood our our aimer prediction line, I can see exactly where the bounce is going to go. And we don't do any funny stuff under the hood. Uh, the the bounce 
that should happen based on the physics system is what we give you when you fire. Uh, so if you had perfect knowledge, you you could you would know. It's there's no luck, but it's so complicated physics. I mean, like you talked about yeah, you can make good predictions, um, and especially like pool players or whatever people are really good at it can make uh, good predictions for a few bounces. But at some point, um, it becomes so complicated that uh, it it is so unpredictable, and um, and I think that feeling is just really important to like coming back to that um, that second phase of the turn, the like improvisation phase. You need to be surprised. You need to uh, have that moment of like, oh crap, I didn't think I was going this way, but now I have you know, if I think quickly, I have the opportunity to use a skill. Um, so yeah, we we really wanted to make sure that was in there. I don't know. It's something that obviously came from the inspirations, but I, I've always uh, enjoyed thinking about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. It's not really luck. Maybe another way, but the, the inability to predict the ball physics <laughs> beyond <laughs> a certain point, I then equate it to, you know, you get, the expression is used is, well, wow, lucky shot. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. You don't know which, 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 some people may be able to do it, but, there's so many variables, so uh-huh. many, and you could get you could get pushed to the side due to an explosion or something or an effect you caused. You don't know, uh-huh. you know. And he added the fact that you've got these skills and abilities that can, in some cases, not all, but some, uh, alter your course as you're flying around the screen. Again, uh, can you? So you know the timing of that when you trigger that and you're bound to something else. One would be argued that either skill or is it luck, and there's a bit of both. Yeah, I think I think that's that's always really important to me that the game I I never wanted it to in the end feel like it was pure luck. You know that um I think I think you can totally see if you go to our leaderboards for example, uh there is a a large skill gap between the people who uh are just getting in there, the people who can survive but you know, aren't great score chasers, and the people who have practiced and really thought about it. Um, and uh, it, yeah, so like I wanted, I always wanted to make sure that even in the face of this unpredictability, there, like both at the the beginning of the turn, like if you're being a good strategist, you can, even though you can't predict the exact bounce, you can think about a lot of things. Like I said, there's a lot of um, passives that uh go in especially as you start collecting all those trinkets that you can be thinking about that will affect your shot you can think about all the resources that you have on the board and if you can't even if you don't know the exact bounce you can kind of go like oh i don't think i'm going to go over to that side of the screen so that's that's safe i'll you know i'll leave that good stuff right i'm i'm full up on mana right now so i really should be using my skills so i don't end up wasting my resources um and then and then during the the reaction phase that's where so much skill can come into it's like yeah you maybe you made a bad call or maybe you had a great shot but you see an opportunity to really push it over the top um and so once you get you get good at using those skills and thinking about what you can do with them um yeah there, I, I think there is there is actually a lot of uh skill depth there but but you don't have like you don't have to think about it all the time if you don't want to you know <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. There you go. The use of equipment and enhancements in Round Guard do much to push the player on, in my opinion. Because, mm-hmm. like every good dungeon crawler, it's all about the quest for truth, justice, and better stuff. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. It's usually <laughs> better stuff, and then the truth and justice kind of follows on as a, as a you know as a as a byproduct, really. Um, but how do you manage the level of challenge to the player as mm. you're awarding them these gifts of power? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, balancing this game in this game was a real challenge, uh, both due to the fact that it was, um, you know, it's 
was a roguelike. Uh, so much of it is procedural. I, I didn't have control over necessarily knowing uh, where you were and what you've been doing and um, what items you already have and all of that. It's not a not a classic Zelda sort of scenario. Um, and uh, and 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 also just because we wanted the game to be very accessible to a wide range of folks, like we wanted it to be able to be. Um, challenging and interesting enough have that strategic depth for people like me who like to obsess about that kind of stuff but also have it be um friendly enough for people who just wanted something to just chill out and um yeah and so um so thinking about how to give the items i I know when I when I was thinking about the the items and the you know all of the the weapon and the armor, I really wanted to make sure that there were interesting choices for the player. Um, I I love RPGs that have complex, interesting loot that starts to combo together. Um, I just love that feeling of getting it all locked together and, and uh, you know, and, and like getting to project like, oh man, when I find that last, you know, poison bonus, whatever, like, oh, it's gonna be so good. Um, and, and so I, you know, I wanted, I always thought about that angle um, coming up with the different item properties that like, how, how does this weapon combo up with this armor and this skill. Like I, I was always thinking about different builds that you could put together um, and and how those things could really sing. Um, but I didn't want, you know, everything to be perfect. Uh, I want you to be able to experiment and try to discover, like I want you to feel clever for having found some of those combos. Um, and so, I think it was, you know, throwing together the right variety um, that that I could trust the random system <laughs> to deliver items to you regularly that some of them would be really perfect for you at the moment um, if you were clever enough to see why. Um, some of them might not be right, um, but but might actually spark an idea like you might want to react and change your strategy at the moment that you know you've, you've been trying to build toward <clears throat> like a lot of health regeneration or something and um but you're good right now you don't need any more health so maybe now it's time to like push more on some cool damage combos um and um and and yeah i think like in the end when some of those combos come together they do make the player, like we often got in our beta feedback from people like, oh, this is OP. Uh, and I kind of love that feeling. Like yeah. I, I wanted you to find those builds and go like, I am a God now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it reminds they me they don't all of... come together like that, you know? No, no. It reminds me a little bit of those old um, like um, Gradius games when you get <laughs> all the all the things <laughs> and you're, you're the lefty righty shooters, everyone like, you know, um, and uh, that you get to the point where you're almost invincible for <laughs> about thirty seconds, <laughs> and, then you get, and then you get hit by something like some mm -hmm. stray bullet that you couldn't see because you are firing everything so much. The screen is this this kaleidoscope of death. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I, you're right. There's nothing wrong with actually making it so you've balanced you 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 you've got a zen-like state into the game where oh, this is it. I've reached. I've reached the pinnacle mm -hmm. of, of that, and, and, and that's fine. It lasts for a while until eventually mm -hmm. the game slaps you back in the face. You go, no, 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 calm down, <laughs> calm down. And I think you've done a great job. You've really done a great job of, you know, you recognised it as an issue because you very early on, um, I think, because you'd have to for in order to get it so polished as it is, mm. as regards to balancing, you'd have to recognise it early on because oh, this is a great idea, but. And the but being this would get potentially could be very easy and therefore very mm -hmm. tedious. You don't mm -hmm. want that. You don't. Yeah. Want that. Uh, it's happened to me of JRPGs. I've you mm -hmm. know 
because you you can't help yourself sometimes. You're like, oh, if I just did that, did this, did that, and all of a sudden you do the spreadsheet in your head, and you go, I have now turned my game into a tedious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because yeah. just yeah, you just you've put all the numbers in the right place in the right columns, and now it's no longer a challenge. Yeah. And. That's the problem with a lot of JRPGs. Once you get over that hump and you figure out the system, and you you can't, you know, you're a human being. Like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, if I'm not gonna exploit that, I'm going to do it anyway. And you know, <laughs> some games don't let you do it, but a lot of them do, unfortunately. And uh, but no, round guard because you've got the other aspect of the dexterity, you know, the skill, the tactical element, and the other variables that you can't predict. I'm not gonna say luck. Notice, <laughs> but, you know, definitely um, luck. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The the known unknowns. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, uh, there's much more to be had, much more enjoyment to be had with Round Guard than a simple number crunch. It's not that at all. I'm happy to say, which uh, which can happen with some dungeon crawlers, but not not Round Guard. And uh, or Thank indeed, you. yeah, there's uh, there's a lot more. There's, it looks pretty and cutesy, but no, <laughs> there's there's a there's a there's a monster of an engine bubbling underneath <laughs> there, just like Peggle. Peggle uh-huh. looks nice and pretty and nice and joyful until you start playing it. <laughs> that, so. was, that was one of the funny things that I remember showing off the game early on and having some people go like, um, like how could you combine something that was so, you know, casual with something so hardcore? And I was like, I don't know. I like, did you play that much Peggle? <laughs> you die exactly. over and over again. They don't call it dying, but no. there's some boards that are really hard. And if you try to get the high score, like it, it's like, it can yeah, be. People call threes yeah. casual. What? <laughs> no, it's not. Never was. Never will be. Anyway, sorry. So take a drink, everyone. I mentioned threes again. There you go. Sorry. Um, it's one of my favourite mobile games, though. Three. Mm-hmm. It's just. It is. It's such a good game. Such a good one. Right. Roundguard uh, by Wonderbelly Games. By the way, the name of the, the studio, where did you get it from? I love asking this question. <laughs> um, so, we're big fans of puns. Um, and we. I don't know. I guess, like, coming back to the original thing I was saying of, like, what I wanted out of Wonderbelly games. Like I wanted something that ultimately I wanted to make some games that would make people smile um, and, you know, help at the end of a, a long, hard day. And like, but still, you know, have a little bit of teeth to them, um, depth to them. And, and so we were playing around with the word like wonder, um, which was just a, I don't know, a fun, a positive, inspiring inspiring word and and we were just going off on like for for a minute we were we were thinking about being the wonder achievers um but yeah i don't know wonder belly came out of underbelly and uh and we just started giggling about the idea of a a big silly dude with a giant belly like being really um wondrous of his belly so (laughs) that's basically it no that's cool no i just love i've got some all 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 sorts of responses to why they I mean, um, it was Jay, um, one of the founders of Cane and Rinse, just asked me, Chris, just ask him. Like, All right, I'll ask him then. <laughs> Here I am doing that. Yeah. So, anyway, Round Guard is out now. Now, rather than me list the platforms, because I got in trouble once, I revealed one that shouldn't have done. Um, hmm. Now, I know what, it's, what it is on the internet, but I just want to make sure, what's it out on? Yes. Um, so we we just launched today on Apple Arcade, Steam, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and next week we'll be out on PS4. There you go. At the time we called it, so by the time it's out, it's out oh, on yeah, PS4 sorry. as well. And it's yes, Windows PC. Everywhere. Yeah, and it's Windows PC. Is that right? That's correct. Correct for on this thing. So I I I, um, I do have it on Apple Arcade because I subscribe to that wonderful service. Mm-hmm. So and I actually have an Apple TV. So I've basically oh, that yeah. machine. Ever since Apple Arcade arrived, that machine has turned into a, a console, video game console. Yeah. Suddenly, it's amazing. Like, oh, it's great. It's just great. When, when honestly, well, I've got a Nimbus controller, but mm-hmm. still series. So it's just just a video game console. 
<laughs> it's great. You know, it's wonderful. Uh, and uh, uh, but I've also played it on the Windows PC, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, it works on controller just as well as it works on uh, mouse and keyboard, uh, or just mouse, I should say. Uh, but yeah, when when the, the, doing a mouse thing is so good, it's, it's <laughs> so precise. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah there like you go. <laughs> so there with FPSs, I played Doom, the the, the twenty sixteen one, which the new one's coming out, of course, uh, next week at the That's same right. time as, as Animal Crossing, which I still can't <laughs> quite get my head around. Uh, and again, I've played that with mouse and keyboard for you know reasons, uh, mainly because you know you could just point and then uh-huh. shoot. <laughs> good well um andrew it's been wonderful having you on the show um Absolutely. thank you for having me no um thanks for being so honest and open about the design and development of round guard do mm-hmm. wish you the best of luck with it and your future endeavors whatever they may be <laughs> thank you and uh, you're more than welcome to come back on we've had a lot of return guests over the years because you know the show's been going on for so long that they come back and oh, i've done a new thing yeah oh, okay. yeah <laughs> so uh, if and when that happens we'll see you in five years we'll be here yeah. <laughs> I look forward to that but uh, in the meantime thank you so much thank you you have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast part of the Cane and Rinse Collective support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early extended and exclusive podcasts find us on Twitter Facebook Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and at our website, canorinse.com.